0: Love Talk Radio I have an emergency. What is your location? Yes, indeed. Good morning. Welcome to the war. It's everywhere. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the war. We thank you for the battle. We thank you that there's a purpose, a specific purpose for that battle. And we ask, Father God, that you reveal it to us through um, a deeper understanding spiritually of the mysteries of godliness, the mysteries of the kingdom of God, and that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive that revelation that we throw off, put off, take off those old man clothes of unrighteousness and fear and anxiety and put on the robes of righteousness, the new man created after God, that we can do the work of God in these last days. And, Father, I thank you that you inspire us, anoint us, equip us. Holy Spirit, connect the dots. Help us to get it, to understand it, to make it make sense to us. Lord God, the big picture, the overwhelming and compelling story That has been only told to us in bits and pieces, Lord God, that you'd help us now to understand it because you are the great counselor. Your word is full of truth and wisdom. We ask for that instruction. Holy Spirit and Jesus, our faithful witness, we ask you, too, to help us to understand these things, even as you came to be the intercessor, the mediator, the one who broke down the wall of division and separation between us. Father, we ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to Rescue Radio, heaven on earth. This is um, an interesting concept, heaven on earth. And last week we talked to you about um, uh, to Christmas or not to Christmas. Is it it practicing idolatry to put up a Christmas tree and to talk about um, uh, the coming of the birth of Jesus and mingling that with, you know, paganism, whatever. And you can listen to that if you like, and maybe you'll find some help in there. But today I kind of want to put a couple of things together. And I first before we do that, I'd like to really recommend to you a book. I hardly ever recommend books, so get out your pencil. This is a new thing, okay? I don't recommend many authors, but this author, Dr. Michael Lake, L-A-K-E, as in the body of water, uh, is a Hebrew scholar and uh, a man, a common man. I mean, he's down to earth. You can actually understand what he writes. Really good for us who don't go to didn't go to seminary. And um, he's got a new book called, called "The Sharif Imperative," and I'll spell that word S-H-E, like in she e r i y t h Sharif. It means the remnant, the body of Christ that remains faithful and true to Him at the end, when all else have been, you know, absconded and run off with false notions and paganism and mixtures and whatnot. The the rem, the remnant, the Sharif imperative. Right? Those of us who are left alive have a job to do, and it's um, part of that job was begun actually by God Himself when He created the heavens and the earth. And then what happened was there was a tremendous falling out uh, in heaven where, of course, Satan, Lucifer was kicked out. And in the process, um, war broke out in heaven. And that war, as it was, it's mentioned in Revelations, but it's still gone on from the beginning, war in the heavens or the heavenlies uh, and broke out on earth. And it has broke out in the form of sin and rebellion and loss and deprivation and Hardship and confusion and anxiety and sickness and skepticism and fantasy worlds and, you know, um, all kinds of attempts of Satan to gather up the masses and brainwash them and send them to market, send them off to the pits of hell without even discuss- discussing it. We have to go back to the beginning to see what's really Meant what Jesus? When God meant when He sent Jesus, and it, you know we talked about it in, in Luke. Obviously, He's got the best part of the details of the story, but the stories in, in Matthew, Mark, uh, and Luke, I believe. Um, the angels, when they stood, they, they went to the the same country where the shepherds were keeping their flocks in Israel near Bethlehem that night, where Jesus had just been born in the in the manger in the stable. And behold, the angel of God stood before them, and the glory. Of the Lord shown round them, and they were greatly afraid. How many times we just read these words, chapter two of Luke, verse nine? We just plow through it, we drone through it, we endure it. You know, somebody reads the Christmas story maybe just out of a tradition, and we don't really ever listen because we're so busy thinking about the turkey and the stuffing we're going to eat in five minutes, or the presents we're going to open, or whatever. We have so missed the spiritual points of God that it's like start over, people. Just scratch all that and start over so he's saying behold the angel of the lord stood around them before them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid this hadn't happened for a long time that the angel would stand before somebody the glory of the lord would kind of envelop them and they'd be sore afraid then the angel this isn't happened it, it, it just doesn't happen every day why it used to happen all the time, I believe, in Adam and Eve's day. They were with God. God was walking with them. They were in the garden. The garden was part of the heaven of God, and all everything was all together until the sin. And then we had the separation, and then we have the problem of reconnecting the halves that have been broken apart. So the angel said, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. What was the good tidings? Well, the good tidings, verse 11, there, for there is born, not will be, to you this day in the city of David a Savior. Who is Christ the Lord? Oh, wait, wait a minute. There's a baby? It's this, we're getting excited about a baby born in a city, Bethlehem, a Savior, Christ the Lord, really? Do we need a Savior? Things seem to be going okay. Why do we need to look into this idea of a Savior? Do we? Well, Israel had been, give them credit for this, all these years since Abraham, basically, been looking for, actually from Adam and Eve on, looking for the Messiah, the Savior, the one who would save them, rescue them, Crush the serpent's head, um, but they had no idea, you know, that that these be, these would be the guys. I mean, shepherds, seriously, really, no suit and ties, no special events, no grand announcements, no, you know, convention center, you know, uh, just shepherds on the hills of Jer- uh, Jerusalem, watching the the sacred holy flocks, the, the lambs that were going to be slain in the next couple of days at the Passover or whatever they were going to be doing. I mean, they're these. This is them. This is where God decided to show up. And this sign will be to you. You find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger, a baby, a savior, wrapped in swaddling clothes. I mean, a total infant here. And suddenly there, will be, there was, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, wait a minute, heavenly hosts, bodies, beings uh, who in, dwell in the heavenlies, a host of them, a bunch of them. Praising God, we we would probably call them angels for the most part. Good ones anyway are called angels. The bad ones would be called fallen angels or demons or aliens or whatever. And they were saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth. And on earth, that's where we are. We are shepherds are peace, goodwill towards men. So like there's a difference, a separation between where they're from and earth. Obviously, there's been a big rift, a big, big break between them. Um, so it was verse 15 that when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, so the angels went back up into heaven. Okay. So we say, well, yeah, I knew that when I was four years old and they told me the Christmas story. I mean, yeah, the angels went back up in heaven. Sure. But you ever think about that? How many heavens are there and what happened? And how did they get separated? How come we have more than one? And by the way, people, one gal one time asked me one of my workshops, well, how do you know that there's a third heaven? Cause I'd mentioned that. And then I told her the story of Paul, who said, you know, who tells about his story of going up and being caught up into the third heaven. Um, and so, and the, and the word heaven in the Bible is always written in Hebrew with an I am behind it, im, which is like our S, which means a plural. The three, so there were many, there were more than one heaven. Sometimes they didn't know how many, but Paul said there were three, which makes sense. So there were three heavens. you say, well, what's this got to do with shepherds and angels? Well, it's got a lot to do. Which heaven do they go back up into? That's pretty important. How many were? How many heavens? This is one of the mysteries. You get, you know what? See, heaven on earth, heaven came down. Heaven on earth uh, towards men. Um, these kinds of things. We think that we're just in this temporal, uh, tangible world where everything is material and physical and behavioral and and works and uh, you know striving struggle and responsibility we don't see there's a bigger 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 way bigger bigger picture and i've been talking about that when we talk about going up to heaven to the throne of grace and mercy to find grace and help in time of need well you know where is that throne that is not in on earth that's somewhere besides here so anyway so paul talks about this word heaven in in the hebrew as a plural entity um it's plural but what happened how do we get a first, second, and third heaven? I mean, we're assuming there's a second heaven because if we got a first and a third, we must have a second, right? So what's going on? Well, the first heaven um, the, is obviously, it's kind of parallel to the tabernacle, actually, which is a type of the things to come. We have the, the holy of holies, you know, the, holy, the holiest place of all, which is the holy of holies. That would be, of course, correlating to our three-part being of body, soul, and spirit. That would be the spirit part. That would be the third heaven. So the spirit which receives its communication, our spirit, which receives its communication from the third heaven, right? So then we have our soul, which is like correlates to the tabernacle second room, which is the holy place, the holy place. That's like the second heaven. And then the body or the outer court of the temple tabernacle is like the first heaven. And they, they, you know, in the body, in the first heaven, we deal with materialism. We deal with material things, tangible things, physical things. And we think everything revolves around our life in the first arena of the first heaven um earth actually and so we but we miss the bigger context and the bigger reason the huge reason why Jesus had to come to earth in the first place you know as a baby i mean this whole thing yeah the bethlehem story it, it w- don't you ever wonder why what what's that all about why what what yeah, yeah 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 jesus came as a savior for what why did he what did he come to save well, what needed saving? What was the problem? Um, you know, the, the Jews were, the, the Hebrews were created, called together through Abraham, the patriarch, to, for, God formed a nation to carry this information, to carry this mandate, this destiny, if you will, as you, to to bring forth, he had to have a group of people that were cooperating with him to bring forth this destiny because he had to do something on the earth and he had given mankind authority in the earth, and of course the devil stole a lot of that we, we you know he absconded, ran off with it, but also we submitted it, gave it to him through a lot of the agreements we made to, to yielding to the temptations uh, that he had proposed, and so we became his slave. The other thing that happens is that when you go forward in the um, in the story of what God was attempting to do, you realize that the destiny of mankind was. Pretty much gathered up, swallowed up, lost in the sin of Adam and Eve, but before the sin of Adam and Eve, the story goes beyond that, further back than that there's a backstory to that, and we know we know that Lucifer uh, was going down um, taken out, deceived, um, fell with pride, and was taken out of heaven, kicked out of heaven by Michael, the archangel so we see that the story is big and expansive and that ha- what happened was there was a, a, a mutiny in heaven, the, the heavens, the heavens that were all together. And by the way, it's very possible that heaven on earth was what Adam and Eve had. There, there was a, there was a united, there was a united heaven. The first heaven, second heaven, and third heaven were all together on earth. And Adam and Eve walked with God. We don't know where they walked. They might've walked back and forth in heaven with him here, talking, learning, um, walking in the cool of the day and so we just have a hold on a second people we have a little bit of a technical issue here hold on yeah 10 seconds for what i don't know if you guys are hearing what i'm hearing but it's weird all right we just pray the blood of jesus over these these airwaves prince of power of the air get off get out you're out of here no way you can't have this in jesus name see i think the devil doesn't like what we're talking about right now we're getting a little too close to home for him so that's all really good yeah so okay going back to the story now we've been taught a lot of things the bible is actually by the way just packed full of revelation and it's really coded let me tell you you can't just get it by a fast quick devotional reading or a uh, a, a 30 minute sermon on a Sunday morning By the way you have got to dig in You've got to pay attention You've got to ask the Holy Spirit to decode it for you And still There's always more more to understand And more of this What is God's purpose in all of this In the creation of man In the creation of, of, of this whole thing And what's the end of it going to be What is the end the re, It's the reunification of the bride of Christ The body of Christ christ with us us with him in heaven which heaven well we're hoping the third heaven because that's where the banquet is that's where the good things are but that heaven jesus is also going to come down here into this temporal arena this first heaven to set up a kingdom in jerusalem and reign here for a thousand years we say oh i just that's way i can't hardly believe that you know it's really funny what we can't believe and what we choose to believe when you go into the movie theater you set aside everything you think you believe and you go into a fantasy world and you believe everything they tell you you believe in flying saucers and you believe in Star Wars and, and Star Trek and you believe in, uh, I don't know, what you, God only knows. There's so much out there, you know what I'm talking about. I don't need to give you more examples, just mess you up. But anyway, so you're, you're willing to set aside what you think of as your tangible, knowledgeable, logical reality and go into a whole world of beyond positive. But you know what? That world of fantasy and craziness and universes of beyond universes, et cetera, et cetera, and soul travel, star travel, whatever. All that stuff is very possible. It's all – I think that, I think a lot of that stuff is partial truths or it's little touches on the truth. But we relegate all that to fantasy and and just – but you know, a lot of people, they take those fantasies on with them and they buy all the stuffed dolls and the toys and the posters and they live in that fantasy world and then they – oh, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. But we have a world God has given us that is so beyond anything you can think or imagine. It's so involved. It's so huge. It's so great. It's so awesome. It's big enough to keep you from being bored the rest of your life if you'll pursue it. And so let's look at this. So if there was in the beginning this war that broke up the heavens, That broke up the earth, because if we do believe and some people do, and I think it's pretty logically and pretty okay to believe it, and it doesn't take away from salvation. So hold on to your chair. You're not going to lose anything Uh, spiritually by thinking in terms of there could have been a heaven that was created, heavens and earth in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Verse one, verse two. And the heavens were without form and the earth, I'm sorry. uh, And the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, you could take...